Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where entrepreneurs just like you learn to level up in life, love, and business. My name is David Ubina, your host. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast starts right now. You know, the, this distinction between time and energy came to me when I was doing some research online and I was finding so many things about time management. And then I, one day I paused and I said, well, wait, I, how do we manage time? Like you have 24 hours, I have 24 hours. I manage me inside of, of time. I don't actually manage time. Like everybody has the same amount of hours. I don't manage the weather. I can decide to move so I have a different weather around me, but I can't change what it is right now, right? And, and time is the same way. What does change though is the experience we're having if we are, say, engaged, having fun, aligned with our mission, energetic because we slept enough, we didn't do so much alcohol last night, we didn't do sugar all morning. You know, there's all these elements that play a part in how do I feel in this moment that have nothing to do with time. And so somehow the notion of time management became a bit of a, of a misnomer for me because there really is no, you and I have the same amount of time. All right, guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we help entrepreneurs level up in life, love, and business. I am your host, David Ubita, and what a great episode we have in store for you, episode 45 with Sophie Sheesh, the founder of the Be Current Movement. You're not going to want to miss one moment of this episode, especially those of you who are or may find yourself uh, struggling with time management. So she has a very interesting slant on that whole subject. And I know that you're going to love it. I know I did. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your feedback on this particular episode as she introduces you a different way of looking at how to manage time. And uh, before we get, go ahead and dive into the episode, I want to go ahead and give my Chicago White Sox a big shout out as they have been killing it lately. Their pitching staff has been just on fire. And how about Mercedes? Huh? Yermin, Yermin Mercedes. Uh, he is probably one of the most uh, enjoyable surprises, unexpected surprises. Here he is, a 28-year-old catcher slash rookie, and he's coming in, and he started off the year uh, in the major leagues and, and set the record for the most hits uh, for the first eight games, I believe it is, in the season. How about that? Uh, for those of you who are uh, baseball enthusiasts, isn't it great to have the game uh, just live and being able to attend? I was actually at the game in a suite uh, for uh, uh, Rodon's uh, shutout. And I was just telling a good friend of mine that those last three outs, were <laughs> everyone was on pins and needles. And we were literally next door to Rodon's wife and family uh, in the in the suites. Uh, thank you very much uh, to, um, to the casino for giving me uh, an opportunity to go ahead and actually enjoy that suite. And uh, it was great suite number 37. And so I tell you what, guys, it's been, it, it was amazing, those last three outs. And how about that second of the final three outs in inning number nine, where the guy literally kind of steps in and gets hit by the pitch. And there goes his perfect game, right? We were like, what the heck was that? And then how about Rodone? The entire game, 
he was clocking 94, 95, 96. And those later innings, the last three outs specifically, he was clocking 99. I mean, talk about adrenaline. Talk about focus. This guy was on a mission. He wanted that no-hitter, and he eventually got it. And unfortunately, the, the perfect game was eluded because of the, the hit-by-pitch. But let me tell you something. He he was a man among boys that night. He he made it look easy. I think that was probably the easiest money the outfielders of the Chicago White Sox ever made in their life because they probably just sat out there or stood out there and yawned most of the time because he nobody none of those batters were were making contact with the ball. He was just lights out. So on that note, guys, a big shout out to Carlos Rodon and. His uh, shutout, as well as my Chicago White Sox. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dive into episode 45 with Sophie Sheesh. But before we do that, a message from our sponsor. Hey, guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast, Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Here with your host, David Ubita. We have the lovely, the talented Sophie Sheesh in the house. Sophie, say hello. Hello. Already, what a good point you get from saying my name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, over the years, I've had my last name butchered I, I, God knows how many times. So I try to be sensitive to people's last names, which is why I asked first to make sure I got it right. That was very kind. That was very kind. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm stoked uh, because the, the topic uh, that you are an expert in, uh, which is um, managing time or managing, you have a different slant on that, which is I'm really excited about diving into. But before we dive into that whole um, expertise that you have in, in that area, tell, us, tell the audience a little bit about yourself in terms of uh, some of your background. You mentioned uh, that you lived in Spain for a while. Talk to us about uh, some of your experiences. Well, I was told by my mother recently that around six years old, she would have bought me four pencils and then I brought them to school and I sold them. And then I bought eight with the profit and then 12 and then 16. Apparently I was really interested in, in business and entrepreneurship from very, very, very early on. I, love I, started, it. A company, I started a company when I was 14 where uh, I had gone to birthday parties of some of my friends in France, which I guess 14 is maybe the nine of then, you know, of today, because I think kids are older, faster. But like at the time we were still doing, you know, birthday parties with games and it was so boring. And I created a company that would bring princesses and clowns. I actually was a clown in the company as well. I was the owner and the clown. And we went to birthday parties and did these so incredibly entertaining things, you know, to these very boring birthday parties. And so I would argue that I was an, like somewhat of an entrepreneur from, you know, from birth. It's in my DNA. You know what? Uh, there is some, there's some real truth to that because I, I, it's, uh, you know how the whole leader piece, you know, is a leader born or made, but an entrepreneur, yes. I really do believe it's, it's kind of in your blood, uh, and over time you realize, wait a minute, I just had 12 jobs. Maybe I should start my own company. And then from there you, you move forward. Right. 
Correct, correct. And so I would say today, my funny enough, in my 50s, what interests me most is productivity and the, the act of why do I do what I do? Or how do I get myself to do what I want to do? How do I motivate? How do I, you know, a lot of what we know about productivity, we've learned from being in school where some teacher said, well, do your homework for Thursday. And then we said, well, why? And they said, because I said so. And all of a sudden, we've grown up adults and we're supposed to motivate ourselves. We're supposed to have our own, you know, ways that we don't have grades. We don't have, you know, punishments. Not that way anyway. And so I think it's interesting to retrace our, our, our steps and, and see where did we come from that way. Like, how did we learn to delegate or not? How do we need to be in control or not? Like, all those things that really make us have good days or not good days, I think. And if you add days, it becomes life. But to me, it's important. You know, like every, like spending this time with you right now is a really, you know, delightful moment. And if I keep doing things that are delightful all day long, then it'll add up to a really good life. That's, I love, that's I, I love how you just, you just put things into context for me, and I appreciate that because you're absolutely right. Especially growing up in a, a Latino home, uh, you don't ask questions. It's like, why are we doing this? Because I said so. Like that, that, that triggered me <laughs> because I yeah. don't know how many times as a kid that was my mother or father's favorite sentence as if they didn't have the ability to just explain for a moment. But it was just that they were always on the go having to do stuff. And, you know, they didn't have the time or whatever the case was at that moment uh, growing up. Um, and the reason why I appreciate that context is because I do believe that our upbringing does impact the way we delegate and handle everyday life or adulting, right? And you're the expert in terms of, uh, you are very, very clear about managing yourself versus managing time. So let's go ahead and, and uh, enlighten our entrepreneurs, our, our listeners a bit on just your, your position on that because Sometimes it feels like as an entrepreneur, as a parent, you know, you're, you're a significant other. I mean, you've got so many people pulling from you. And then if you're one of those pleasers that gets guilted when you say no for whatever reason, right? It's like, oh, crap. Uh, and then you learn kind of through the ropes that you only have so much time in a day. But walk us through what that's like. You know, the, this distinction between time and energy came to me when I was doing some research online and I was finding so many things about time management. And then I, one day I paused and I said, well, wait, I, how do we manage time? Like you have 24 hours, I have 24 hours. I manage me inside of, of time. I don't actually manage time. Like everybody has the same amount of hours. I don't manage the weather. I can decide to move. So I have a different weather around me, but I can't change what it is right now, right? And, and time is the same way. What does change though, is the experience we having, if we are say engaged, having fun, aligned with our mission, energetic because we slept enough. We didn't do so much alcohol last night. We didn't do sugar all morning. You know, there's all these elements that play a part in how do I feel in this moment that have nothing to do with time. And so somehow the notion of time management became a bit of a, of a misnomer for me because there really is no, you and I have the same amount of time, but what are you going to do with yours and what I'm going to do with mine is really dependent on us, not on time. Right. So that's yes. kind of the premise. A lot of my work stems from how do we learn to manage ourselves in the constraints of time but how do we actually manage us? 
I love it. So let's go ahead and talk about these, you know, quote unquote, high performers, right? Because that's that's a, 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 a classification. We get people who are, quote unquote, successful, you know, the Jeff Bezos of the world. And again, we all have the same amount of time, 24 hours. We can't increase it. We can't decrease it, right? It's, it's, it's the same for everyone. And how is it that these individuals are able to, uh, it, 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 well, it appears as if they get more done in a day than most. That is such a big question and a great question because it really is asking almost kind of, a destiny question. I think some of us are geared to be gymnasts and, you know, I'm not going to be a gymnast in the Olympics. I'm pretty sure that was never in the cards for me. So there is an element, I think, that is really what you bring in the suitcase the minute you're born. I feel like we have a certain number of gifts and talents and like, why is Mozart playing the piano when he's four years old and writing, you know, when some of us will never play the piano as, you know, as much time as we spend on it. And so there's that piece to go really deep. The less deep, I do think that how we accompany ourselves, like how do we deal with failure, I think is a really important piece of the puzzle. I'm pretty sure Bezos doesn't, didn't get there overnight. Like we, of course, we start hearing about it when it is a big success, but how many things have happened in his life and how he managed himself in the constraints of that, I would argue is probably a very big component. How do you care to be liked by the other people? I think is a huge component. Like people like the um, Jeff, um, wow, how do I forget his name? Right all of a sudden, uh, Steve Jobs. Oh, wow. I just, I could see his face. That's interesting. But like someone like Steve Jobs was not liked very much. Like he didn't care. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a big value for him. Like you were talking about when you do things as a people pleaser, you end up doing things that are not really you. Like it, like I like this visual of like animals. Like if an elephant was trying to be a giraffe, it would be kind of a problem. And for multiple reasons, mostly because as an elephant, you would know how to do things that as a giraffe, you don't know how to do. And so the first for me, it's proactively figuring out, are you an elephant? Are you a giraffe? Are you a zebra? Like what kind of a human are you? And then you get to accompany yourself accordingly. Things like if I do my emails when I don't want to do them, it takes me five hours, four hours. If I do them when I'm inspired and there's no noise around me and I kind of like set up time to do it in one sitting, I do them in like so much faster and so much more joy. And that's true for me. Like if you were studying yourself, you probably would figure out that if you work in the morning, you're super creative and not at night or the opposite. But people don't, people don't take the time to read this book that we are. You know, we all are stories and, and, and preferences and biochemicals and, and biology. I mean, there's just so many things that come into the making of us as human. And I think we don't spend enough time studying what that is. And therefore we, we would coach ourselves, you know, in your metaphor of being a, an athlete or a high performer, how many people study them? They have a coach for their food. They have a coach for their sleep. They have a coach for the actual craft of the sport they're playing. They have a coach for their mental stuff. They have a coach for the best shoes for them to walk around in, right? We don't do a percent of that. And yet we ask to perform like athletes, whatever we're doing in life today to like, especially in the pandemic and raising our kids and raining, you know, running companies and showing up at your job when you don't have a job to go to. I mean, that's like athletic stuff, right? To do that joyfully. And yet we don't do enough 
studying of ourselves. I would start right there. I love that um, because, you know, in self-help circles, personal development circles, you, we're always told, hey, read this book or read that. And, and again, self-assessment goes along with that, which I, I believe is a, an element that's missed because we take on all this information, but you're absolutely right. The most important book or story that we should be looking at is our own. And then the information that we take in, we can then uh, disseminate as needed because perhaps this particular piece of, of uh, information isn't applicable to me at that moment versus this one, which I'm in dire need of implementing right away uh, before I lose my mind. <laughs> Correct. And you may need something today that's not what you needed five years ago, or you will need in three years. Like people do not have a process we have it for our bodies. You know, we go to the gym and we look a certain way and we don't want to look that way. So we know that we need to do something about it. There's some things we do with our bodies, but everything else, when you think of it on the inside, there really isn't much time spent, certainly not in school. So when we grew up, you know, like wherever, I mean, in France, I don't know where you grew up, but was there any question about who am I? How do I like to learn? Do I do better when I'm studying with my little buddy over here? Or do I study better when I'm on my own in the back of the room? Do I like when there is music versus not? Like all that stuff plays such a big part in this moment right now. Right now, like right before I talk to you, I know that I would feel better if I take five minutes, meditate, center myself. I had a pretty busy morning. I wanted to be present with you. I don't have to do it, but if I don't do it, I'm missing an opportunity to really be with you. And that's going to make an entirely, and that is going to change the relationship to time. That is one of the things that's going to change the relationship to time because, first of all, if I am present in what I'm doing, then the time that I'm in is going to feel so much more enjoyable and so much richer than I will feel like we'll spend, I don't know, 30 minutes together, but it will be impacted in my life in a huge way because I was present and I let it affect me. Most people, they just like run from one thing to the other. They don't even take a minute mm -hmm. to breathe and, and be in the next moment. So, so simple things like that, you know, how do you relate to that? Do you prefer to be go, 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 go? Is that where you perform best? Or do you perform best when you do a little less, but you go a little deeper maybe? And I just think that these are really important questions that we are not taught. I'm kind of on a mission to get people to, to study themselves from that perspective. Like, how do I perform better? How do I feel better? What makes me have a wonderful moment? You know, like, I don't eat sugar. I mean, that's a big thing. I don't know if you know anything about my story, but I've lost 200 pounds. I used to be 350 some. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it's been a process. Where did, a where did you lose them? <laughs> exactly. Someone else found them. I'm pretty sure it's my brother who's gained a lot of weight in those years jokes that it's like, whatever I lost, he found. But <laughs> we kept things in the family, you know. Oh, I love it. But, you know, that alone, my relationship to what I eat, when I eat, what kind of food, what kind of speed, all of that affects my afternoon in an enormous way. Like people don't even connect the dots. Like if, you know, I don't drink alcohol because I don't do sugar, but say someone drinks at lunch, then they may be surprised that their energy is a little sluggish in the afternoon. I can pretty much assure you that someone who's getting ready for the Olympics or the Super Bowl, he's not getting drunk last night, right? Okay. Like, so, and he's probably sleeping really well and he's probably doing his routine. I don't even know that sleep is in his routine. Maybe for him, not sleeping makes him play better. But that's why we need to study. That's why we need to figure out who the heck we are. 
Agreed. Agreed. I love it. Tell me about Paris. I've been to Paris a couple of times. I enjoy the culture, enjoy obviously the historical the nature, culture? the culture, the nature of um, you know, just so much history. Like the Palace of Versailles, it's just, I felt like the size of, of a mosquito going into that thing. The, the art, the detail. I mean, um, how about the people? How do you like the people? Were you, you know, Parisians were, were a little snooty to the Americans, right? I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> I don't know about that. And plus, I don't even know that they're snooty towards Americans. I think that's also a misnomer. I think they're snooty. They're snooty Period. among themselves. Like Americans take it slightly personally, as sometimes Americans might do that. Right, right. But no, I think they're just not necessarily. I mean, mind you, when you become friends with someone in France, it probably will be a deeper friendship and we will do for each other like here, particularly in LA, maybe less in Chicago where you are, but in LA, there is definitely like brother, come on here, move in with me yeah, in yeah. second, you know, but then as fast, they can completely forget who you are and oh, absolutely, yeah. right. Kick you out. The French people don't do that as a, as a trend. I would say French people take a little longer to let you in. So they may look a little bit more selective or snooty maybe, But then, you know, my friendships with my French friends, my friendships with my French friends, wow, are deeper and long, 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 long term. Like I have friends that I went to school with, you know, that I, I don't have friendships like that here, even if I did go to school as well. So that's my, that's my take on France. And yes, it is beautiful. And yes, Versailles is definitely a place to feel. It's like the ocean, you know, it's like you feel your, your humanity in front of such a grander thing, right? I enjoyed the, the countryside more than, say, the city life, per se. Yeah. It's just yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the pandemic real quick, um, because now that we are, uh, the pandemic did several things, right? And one of them was, especially for the pe uh, entrepreneurs who uh, wound up working from home for whatever reason, I've been working from home for the past, what, five, six years, so I'm used to it, but um it does require more discipline. It does require a little bit more focus, well, a lot more focus to be able to really be productive. And so what would you say a, a life hack would be, a, a shortcut in a sense, would be uh, that perhaps you, you share with your clients, what's one thing that as entrepreneurs who, especially when you start out and you don't really have the systems in place, but then as you get You know, in order to scale your business, obviously you implement the systems and you have more free time in a sense. But even then you're like, okay, now I have all this free time. What the hell do I do now, <laughs> right? It's like, how, what, is, what is one thing that you would share with our audience uh, that they can actually implement today uh, that, that could help them just refocus and, and help them really make themselves a priority in a sense to be more productive? And honestly, David, it's not in the context of pandemic only. I, I've liked this. I've, I have liked this hack for a long time. It has to do with breaking things down in smaller chunks. Mm. So say I say to myself, I need to do my taxes today. I mean, you can feel my energy is like, Ugh. Right? <laughs> not, I'm not really wanting to do that. But if I say to myself, I need to find this receipt that came out of the lunch I had with David, because that was a business expense. So I want to find this receipt. Right. Like I broke it down into some small. What is the very next step that I can do right now that would actually move the needle and do my taxes, but it wouldn't collapse my energy. I think a lot of people look at their to do lists and already start depleted. It already starts with like, ugh. there's the stuff I don't want to do. There's the stuff that like is too big. I don't even know how to go about it. There's the stuff that I really should be delegating, but I, it's going to take me too much time. 
like people, again, I mean, maybe I'm like a one pony show because again, it's the proactive, like let's spend a minute to see if what I'm putting in my schedule, my to-do list, my system, whatever I use, you know, I use Trello, like I'm a big Trello um, groupie, I would call myself. <laughs> uh, but so my list, you know, my, my stuff is organized on Trello. That is one of the methodologies I teach people is how to download their entire life, particularly their brain inside a system that they can trust. The same way when you come back from the market, you would have the fridge is where you put the meat, the toilet paper is in the bathroom. You don't sit with every item like, you know, where does that go? I don't know. I'm just going to drop it in the hallway. You know, like you wouldn't do that because your house is organized. And I so the hack is probably organize your inner house in a way that when something occurs, an idea you have, an email you have to respond, a crisis you need to handle, a client who wants something right now that you didn't plan. So when the stuff comes at you, which is, I think, what we all feeling a version of, like some sort of fire hydrant, you know, just swallow everything that's happening. Um, where does, where do you put it and how fast do you do it? And how do you prioritize all that? It takes a minute. It takes a moment to pause and be deliberate, um, about which am I going to do first, but also take into consideration that if I do my emails, when I'm not feeling like doing them, it's not going to be as efficient. So to also learn the skills of like, what kind of, how do I want to manage me to, to circle back to what we were saying earlier, if I have you know, all this stuff that's coming at me, I'm obviously not going to do all of it at once. And so to learn to select selectively say, oh, this goes in the fridge, meaning this goes in later. I don't need to do this right now. It's someone else's emergency. It's not my life, right? I mean, there's so many things we're saying that circle all back to this, because if you're a people pleaser and comes an email that's asking you to read this whatever thing the friend of yours just finished writing and wants your opinion, you probably are going to drop what you're doing and you're going to go do that. And then if you do that, it's going to take between 20 and 30 minutes. There's a lot of science coming out around this. If, it, if I'm interrupted, not if I'm, you know, refilling my stapler, but if I'm doing something that has meat in it, you know, I'm really engaged in it and I get interrupted, it's going to take 20 to 30 minutes, if I'm lucky, it could be even more, to get back to where I was. So all these gizmos that we're all getting, you know, notifications on and all this thing that we're doing, it's literally the most counterproductive from that perspective, just that, like the fact that if I distract my attention from what I'm doing, it's going to take 20 minutes, 30 minutes for my body to kind of, oh yeah, that is what I'm doing and get back in the groove of that. That's a long time. That's, that's where the time goes. That's how you manage time. If you want to manage time, do that. I love it. I love it. Now I know for a fact that there are, there is someone, several someone's in our audience listening to you and your perspective, and could use some help, some some guidance, some coaching, if you will, in this area, because um, similar, I love the analogy where you have the groceries and you kind of just leave them there versus, you know, des designate it in a certain location. That's probably a great metaphor for someone's life right now who might be an entrepreneur or listening to this audience and saying, or to this uh, to this episode, and they're saying, hey, I feel like that. I don't know where to put things like things are just I'm overwhelmed and I don't have the energy to put away the groceries in a sense. Or even make a decision. About or make it. a decision. How, how, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way for someone listening to this episode today uh, to reach out to you and get some help? 
I mean, the usual, you know, social media stuff, my stuff is everywhere, but um, my company is called Be Current, as in the notion of being in the moment, as we were just discussing, being current. Uh, BeCurrentToday.com is the website. Lots of resources there, lots of articles. You can find me everywhere on LinkedIn. My name is Sophie Sheesh, C-H-I-C-H-E, and I'm pretty much, you know, everywhere you can find a you can find a drink. I'll be there. <laughs> what, is, what, was that, what was that commercial? Everywhere where you can buy. What was that commercial? I, I grew up with that. Everywhere where you can buy food, I will be there or whatever that thing was. So yes, everywhere on social media and productivity is probably one of the biggest issue of our time. I would argue, you know, if you look at productivity as am I aligned with my purpose Am I able to do what I want to do? You know, which is really what productivity is. It's not just doing more stuff, you know, it's not about that. Like it's, it's really not about moving more widgets in one day. It's about moving widgets that are meaningful and relevant and make a difference, you know, for you, for your family, for the world, which is the widgets I'm interested in moving. I love it. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for joining us today here on the podcast uh, guys, remember to check out her website, Be Current. What was it? BeCurrent.com? Be Current Today. Thank you. BeCurrentToday.com. Dot com. All right, guys. We'll be back with a few words, but thanks so much, Sophie, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, guys. David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform, I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. All right, we're back, guys. Was that a great episode with Sophie Sheesh or what? You know, she really broke it down for us here in the interview on just, first and foremost, the whole concept of managing time versus managing yourself, managing your projects, uh, and then your time will uh, yield more fruit, right? You'll get more done within that time. Now, I've heard many speakers over the years, hey, you've got to get up at three in the morning, and, and some folks do that, and, and for some folks that works, but then you've got you know, folks who have built very successful companies, um, waking up and having more of a balanced approach with their life, right? Their life, love, and business, which is what we focus on here on the podcast. And so whatever floats your boat, guys, whatever you find that you need to do to drive uh, and stay motivated uh, to pursue and grow your business, then go ahead and do that. But, but I do want to recommend, guys, that uh, over the years, I've had the opportunity again to coach some folks, uh, professional athletes and and executives, etc. And one of the common threads that I notice when given this opportunity to coach is uh, really kind of a lopsided approach, right? They, they're very, very efficient in managing themselves in business, but when it comes to life and love, uh, sometimes those are areas that need more work, right? And all I can tell you is to enjoy the journey, guys. Enjoy the journey, manage yourself, and learn to manage those activities in life, love, and business that are going to bring you happiness, bring you joy, that are going to help you show up and be present and, and really enjoy the ride in a sense. I um, got a message late last night from a friend of mine who was just going all over the place, right? The, the message, the text message looked like a dissertation and just clearly uh, she was going through some things and 
and just uh, in her head in a sense. And the one thing I can tell you guys, and one piece of advice that I give when, when having conversations with folks who seem to be overwhelmed or trying to do way too much uh, at one time, is to stay out of your head and enjoy the moment, be present and manage, learn to manage yourself, learn to manage the activities uh, that are going to give you the highest uh, yield, right? So kind of like the 80-20 rule in a sense. So those 20% of the things that yield 80% of the results, focus on those 20% as we are learning to, again, manage ourselves so that we can go ahead and then see and get more done within the time that we have, the, these 24 hours. Guys, time is precious. And this is one thing that we cannot duplicate, replicate, or try to make more of, unfortunately. So I'm going to encourage you guys today that as you uh, go on with your day-to-day -to, -day, to remember, if 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 you find yourself doing something that's not yielding any fruit, right? If you're watching these these dumb television shows or or listening to, you know, or, or watching these dumb videos, uh, TikTok or whatnot, uh, YouTube, if it's wasting your time, if it's not building you up, if it's not helping you show up better in your life, love, and business, then what are you doing? Why, why are you wasting your time? And I, you know, I share that with myself. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just want to. Uh, help you to put things into context and again if it's not serving you anymore if it's not helping you get one step closer to your goals time is is an aspect of our lives that i feel i believe that we take for granted and i tell you what uh, we only have a certain number of of hours uh, to our lives right and in a day let's go ahead and maximize uh, those days or i should say that time within the days so that we can really really make an impact and leave our fingerprint in a sense uh, in our in our communities and in the world. All right, guys, on that note, thank you again, Sophie Sheesh, for sharing your insight. Make sure to visit her website and and touch base with her uh, if you find yourself struggling in this area. Uh, here at the, at the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, we're all about helping you and pointing you in the right direction, helping you show up differently, show, helping you really just level up in life, love, and business. All right, guys, make sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star rating on whatever platform that you're on. We would really appreciate it. And uh, make sure to visit us on our Facebook page, our official Facebook page, Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs Facebook page, and uh, give us a like there and share with us the life hack or your takeaway from listening to this episode, episode 45 with Sophie Sheesh. All right, guys, until next time, this is David Yubita, your host. Love you. I'll talk to you soon.